Hello, Bob Heisinger here. It's three o'clock Eastern Time, Thursday afternoon again, this month of uh, October. And it's a beautiful day in Michigan. The sun is shining. It's been warm so far. The, the leaves have been turning, but I think because of the lack of the freezing temperatures and coldness, they're not they're not blazing as they have been in the past. Anyway. Enough for the weather. Uh, we have a half hour here. And um, if you want to grab uh, past Q&As, um, if you haven't done so already, go to uh, this page right here, fidelityrecoverycenter.com slash member hyphen SP hyphen 7 hyphen 17 and get free access to the free introductory level. That's where they will be. That's where all the past Q&A sessions are located where you can listen to them or you can download them and listen to them later on the device of your choosing. Uh, also, you can upgrade to the 48-hour uh, uh, infidelity boot camp or the um, affair recovery level, the advanced affair recovery level, or you can uh, set up four half-hour coaching sessions with me. Uh, so this is my new infidelity recovery center uh, scheme schematic, um, but if you want the past copies of the Q and A's, go to the free introductory level. Okay, all of you are on mute, so um, I cannot hear you, but you can hear me. If you can hear me, hopefully, uh, type in yes in the chat area down below. Hope what I said is not in vain. Good, good. Okay, I'm ready for your questions. If you have a question. Type it in the chat area below, and we'll try and get to your question. Just think about what you're thinking about. Think about and be aware of any consistent thoughts, any consider consistent issues, any consistent situations that keep going through your mind or in your life. That's where the rubber hits the road because those situations usually appear over and over again, and we want to get unstuck. We want to move through those places that seem most desperate, most powerfully um, destructive for us. Uh, so we want to find new ways to create a bridge between um, the negative feelings and negative thoughts and a bridge toward uh, thoughts and feelings that, that honor us and honor our relationship. So, anybody has a question, type it in below. I don't see any at this point. People are still coming into the group. Um, I hope you have a chance to uh, visit the page here for the um, Infidelity Recovery Center. It, basically, what I've done is I've taken everything that I've learned in the past 30-some years of, of working with people, and I'm trying to put it in a systematic way where you can um, discover the steps that you can take to, first of all, learn about infidelity. It's my contention that we have not been taught about infidelity, or what we have been taught about infidelity is largely a myth or untrue. For example, infidelity has nothing to do, it's not about falling out of love with you and in love with something else, someone else. That is, that, that's a common 
common theme that people say uh, when they're, they bump into infidelity. Well, uh, my spouse has fallen out of love with me and in love with someone else. You may not say it, but you probably will, will think it. That's not the case. And in the Infidelity Recovery Center, you learn um, different ways of thinking about the infidelity, about the affair. And once you begin to think differently about the infidelity, once you begin to think differently about the affair, once you, once you get grounded in some basic concepts that aren't taught, that aren't out there, you'll feel better because um, you'll feel better because what you learn frees you from all the negative crap that comes on you, which tends to have you feel and think that somehow you are responsible or you are at fault. Okay, I don't see any questions. Um, anybody thinking about something that is really on your mind that you want to share, a question or a comment? A comment would be fine as well. Somebody take the initiative here. Um, if you were talking to me face to face, what would you want to ask me? What, what question would you have? John says, I've asked a question before. My wife has been emotionally shut down for two and a half years. She has now admitted she does not want to ever have sex with me again. And she had an affair. Okay. Uh, John, is there any specific question related to that? I could make some comments, but I'd like to know a little bit more uh, what your specific question might be. Can you flesh that? Will her feelings change? Yeah, they may. Um, the question, John, that goes through my mind is what happened sexually here? Um, what is it that that um, stirred in her the, the need to pull away? Um, is she angry? Um, because it's very hard to have good sex with someone when you're angry with them supposedly angry with them. Um, what I find often, and I, I, I just read uh, a friend of mine, a colleague of mine wrote something, and he's worked with couples for um, 30 years as well. And his, his take is that up to 70% of us have had some type of sexual abuse or sexual dysfunction uh, at one point or another in our life. That's 70%. That seven out of ten people you meet have experienced dysfunctional sexuality. Maybe that's an issue, John, and maybe that is something uh, that is being triggered now in her unaware. Uh, John, would you be willing to be uh, unmuted so that we could uh, maybe we could talk a little bit more about this? I think this is an important important arena. Okay, John says he can't talk tonight. Okay, that's fine. Uh, John, is she angry with you? Is there a lot of anger here? Can you respond to that, John? Is there a lot of anger? Or, John, do you think there's a history of some kind of sexual dysfunction for her? Okay, a third thing, John, that you can do is to go in depth here. 
and say, okay, you, you say to me that you won't ever have sex with me again. Specifically, what is it that triggers, what is it that triggers or has brought about your desire never to have sex with me again? When did that start? Can you give me an example? Can you go back in history? Um, what, what are the triggers? What, 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 what do you pick up from me uh, that triggers in you the desire to move away sexually? Uh, so those three things. Is she angry? Number two, is there a history of sexual dysfunction in her life? Uh, or number three, um, number three, what did I just say? I'm going to skip my mind. I was, I was going on to something else. Uh, oh, what, where did it start? Dig into detail. Uh, don't let it set, John. Um, use some meta-commenting. Um, use some messaging. Uh, use some communication skills that uh, open, attempt to open this whole can of worms here and see where it goes. Uh, that's another thing that you can do. Those three things. Okay, so John says she is angry, no, no abuse in history. Okay, so what, what I suggest then, John, is you, you make her anger right. You say to her, you're really angry, and I, yeah, tell me about your anger. What, what, are you, what angers you the most? And if, you, if, if she kind of backs away, uh, makes some comments about her body, or her body language, which may indicate frustration or anger, or say to her, hey, you have every right to be angry. Make her anger right. See where that goes. Okay. John, anything else? Okay. Go John says, good. That's helpful. I'm glad, John. Thanks. Because that's really a touchy subject, and it's a powerful subject. And much of infidelity, we think, or we're taught, revolves around sex, which may not always be true, which is probably true less of the time than what you think. Um, but, but sex, of course, is in a really important area of life, and it's fraught with all kinds of feelings, all kinds of thoughts about our inadequacy, basically about our inadequacy. Um, so it's a powerful area. Okay, John says, so she said she had sex with me when she did not want to. Okay. Uh, yes, she is angry, and she always said yes when she meant no. Okay. Here's another, here's another area, John, to pursue. She's highly ambivalent, okay, uh, and she has a hard time saying no. One part of her says, I have to please people, okay? I have to please John, so I have to, I'm going to fake it tonight because it's important for me to please John. Or it's important for me never to say no to a man. Maybe that's it, too. We don't know exactly. And so she, uh, she, she says, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fake it. I'm going to go along with it. I don't really want to, but I'm going to go along with it. Um, and I'll, I'll just do it. But another part of her is really, really angry at that. And what she's angry with, John, is she's not angry with you, but she's angry with the part of her that... Try, that, that believes she has to kiss people's butt, that she has to please people. So this is the tension within her. The tension is, I have to please people. I can't say no. I can't stand up for myself. And yet, I'm really angry that I do that. Okay, that's another area, John, that uh, that you can pursue with her. Okay.
uh, Nat, Nat, Nat said, my husband had a two-year affair. It's been over two years. He said he meant, he said, meant nothing. It was two years. How can I believe it wasn't serious? He says he always wanted to stay with me and the family. That's, I think there's some gender things here, Nat. I assume you're female. You know, my husband, yeah. I'm thinking of gender issues. Um, men, I, I, this is a generalization. It's not true all the time, but um, I, I bumped into it a, a couple times this past week in my coaching. Men, men play with, with, with the sex. Men play with women. Um, and to them, it's kind of a game often. Uh, some of it's macho kind of conquest kind of stuff. Um, and, and it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like a football game in which, you know, they, they score or they don't score. And, um, the, the internet and dating sites have, have opened this up tremendously where men have the possibility to go and play and, you know, they can become this charming person and see how, what kind of response they get. Maybe that's what he's saying. Maybe, maybe it was uh, just kind of a game to me. Maybe not. I'm just throwing this out now. But for women, of course, it's quite different. Um, uh, relationships are more sacred in some ways. It's not a game. It has to do with intimacy. It has to do with understanding. It has to do with caring about one another. And I think many women look at this and say, how in the world can he do that? You know, it just doesn't fit. It just doesn't make sense. So that, okay, Nat says, he was, okay. Uh, some more information here. Uh, he said he was opposite to me. Oh, he said she was opposite to me. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Um, he may have misperceptions there. Uh, he is angry with me because I didn't keep house uh, clean enough. Okay, so he expects uh, he has certain real expectations here that um, is there is there a chance, uh, Nat, that he says the type of affair I'm thinking of is I don't want to say no, I'm just going to do what I want to do, and people should kind of honor that almost, even if it's not quite the right thing to do. Is that is that might might be what he's yeah okay Nat said yeah okay so he's gonna do what he wants to do it doesn't mean a big deal he wants to you know he wants the kids and he wants you he wants to keep you around um, but you're kind of an appendage to him in some ways and that's not, that now here, here's Nat you can do two things okay you can be you can really get hawked off and be critical of him and say you s o b all you do is you think about yourself all right. You never think about us or the kids. You just do what you want to do, and I'm just really ticked off by it. That's one one option you have. That the other is to say this guy this guy has a problem. You know, he's trying his way of, of moving through life is to try and um get everything. Um, his way of moving through life is to try to be the center of attention. To get people to honor, to to notice him, that's how he survives emotionally. And now you have to under realize that underneath all of that, he's a scared little boy. 
know, if you can see him as a scared little boy in his underwear, that might be that might be helpful sometimes. Because men like that don't want to don't want other people to know that they're scared, but they really, really, truly are. Matt, um, is that helpful for you? Uh, so far, she's affirming what I. Yeah, he cheated on his first wife too. Yeah, that he's entitled to cheating. I mean, he's a, such a great guy, probably that you know women flock to him, and he just can't say no because. <laughs> Okay. Yes. When he lost, then he lost everything. Okay. He didn't learn from that. He didn't learn from that. And hopefully uh, he lost everything financially. Okay. Um, and there's a possibility, you know, that he might go through that again. And I'm sure you don't want that. And you, that's something you might want to raise with him. Hey, there, you know, there's a pattern here. Okay. You're doing something that's going to get you in trouble, like perhaps before. And I do not want that. And I assume you do not want that. And you say, and that says we've lost everything. Okay. All right. So hopefully if you lose everything for the second time, it kind of stirs a light bulb in here and says, what in the world am I doing? And you may want to call that to his attention, that. All right. Um, let's go on here. Got to scroll back, find where I'm at. Ellen. Okay, Ellen said, I, I read How to Break Free from the Affair, but my husband could not be type, but but my husband could be type 2 or type 3 or even type 7. I'm not new to the infidelity game. We are in our 60s, but I'm trying to determine what the future holds. Travels internationally all the time. I found about I found out about cheating six years ago. Just found out it didn't stop. Okay. Ellen, do you have a specific question? Is there any way that we can kind of be of help to you here? Trying to determine what the future holds. Okay, so you're trying to determine what the patterns are. Okay. Ellen, do you have any specific questions related to that? Okay, trying to apply the principles in the book, but I don't know how. Ellen, are you ready to be unmuted? If you are, type in yes, and I'll unmute you, and we can talk a little bit about this. It is hard sometimes to pinpoint the type of affair, and that's not always bad. Ellen, you are unmuted. Can you hear me? Ellen, can you hear me? Check my sound. Ellen, can you hear me? Ellen, I can't hear you. You are unmuted. Maybe you need to unmute yourself, Ellen. Okay, can you hear me now? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there you are. Hi. 
didn't realize there was a, a, a mute button that I had to do. Yeah, I, okay, I, I'm glad I reminded you of that. Okay, so you're trying to type, or you're trying to figure out what type of fare, right? Yes, I, I think he's a mixture, and I'm not sure um, how to apply some of the principles that right. were in the book. He's had emotional long-term affairs. He's had short-term pickups. He's been on dating websites. Um, he's a versatile guy, isn't he? You wouldn't believe. <laughs> Very versatile. It's not always bad. It's not always bad that you can uh, not identify the type of affair. It means that there's there's some flexibility there. Usually, if you can really if you really nail somebody down, this is really really it. They're probably stuck in a really deeply ingrained pattern. So he's kind of all over the place. It sounds, which is not all bad. So there's some flexibility there. Does that make sense? Um. Yes and no. He's kind of a. Kind of a confusing character. Very, um, very controlled. Very controlling. Um, the the anger part. He, his anger is controlled as well, but it's frightening. It's. I mean, he's not violent or anything, but he's scary when he's mad. Okay. He doesn't care how he makes people feel when he's mad. Okay. But the type of work that he does is extremely. Um, you have to be perfect. What does he do? He's a pilot. Okay. Okay. Um, can I, let me, let me, my, here's my thoughts, okay? You're describing someone who lives with a lot of tension. Um, a, a lot of internal tension. And he works hard at controlling uh, what's going on in his life. And he may work hard at controlling what's going on around his life. Does that make sense? Yes. His mother was an alcoholic, so I think he exhibits a lot of the uh, characteristics of an ACOA. In what way? The controlling, everything around him. The okay. Very angry still at her, even though she's dead. Um, I you don't know. know he really respects women particularly. I'm sorry. I missed that last part. You turn your know. can you turn your volume up just a hair, if you can. Or is it as high as it'll go? Uh, is this better? Uh, yeah, that's fine. Okay. okay. I don't know that he particularly likes women, which you know, in light of the affairs, it's hard to believe. But uh, I I think there's some mom issues still. Okay. Usually someone who is raised in an alcoholic family experiences a lot of chaos. Right. You're, not, you're not sure when the next bender is going to happen. You're, next, you're not sure when your, your parent is going to lose it. Uh, you're not sure when the world's going to fall apart. Right. So some kids handle that by trying to hold everything together themselves. And maybe a pattern and a theme in his life is I gotta I gotta hold I gotta hold all this together I gotta control all this, um, and I and in doing that I'm going to cope with life and I'm gonna I'm gonna succeed and it sounds like he has succeeded. Um, Very but then you've got this other piece that's almost like an addiction. Yep. Yep. The apparently persistent chasing of women everywhere all the time. Okay. Okay. 
And that, that may be, how do you understand that? How do I, do you mean, how do I know that's what he's doing? Or how well, do you, I, you know, he's, he's, you know, he's doing that, but how do you understand what, what is he, what is he dealing with here? Do you think? I have no idea except okay. anger, 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 and, and make, yeah, stress, tension, you know, extremely stressful job. I don't know. Could could he truly truly want to be intimate with someone but doesn't believe he knows how? He really okay. truly truly wants to be intimate with you but doesn't know how. And that could, that could be. He does not want to let me go, but I don't know if that's just part of the control. Well, you're you're probably a rock in his life. Yeah, but the rock is crumbling. What's that? The rock is crumbling. It's a lot to deal with. You're, you're tired of being the rock, right? Very much so. Yeah, yeah. Have you told him that? I've told him a lot of things, probably not in the best way. Okay. What have you told him? Uh, I, I filed for divorce, and he showed up with a plans to go to Las Vegas and have an Elvis wedding and renew our vows and things were okay for a while after that. And then, you know, I just found out recently because he butt dialed me from a cab in Hong Kong with a girl and that he's, do, you know, he's still doing it. I, you know, I, I did all the cyber searching and found everything, everything I knew. And, you know, then it was supposed to have stopped and now it, I don't think it ever did. Okay. So how close, how close are you to following through on divorce? I had filed and he had been served and we had been apart for about a month. Okay. So what are you looking for? I don't know. I'm old and um, I don't really want to get a divorce, but I don't want to spend the rest of my life living a lie. So what do you want to say to him? Well, I've said all of that. It doesn't seem to make any difference. It makes him mad. Okay. Okay. What's the most important thing that you've said to him? That you've made me, you've made my whole entire life. We've been married for 39 years. You've made my entire life a lie. My entire life. I don't know how much time I have left. But every, okay. I feel like everything that I've been living this whole time has been a lie. Okay. So you want to say to him, uh, I'm, I'm tired of, I'm tired of living like this. I've been protecting you and, and taking care of things and I'm done. I'm out of here. See ya. Yeah. I say that a lot, but then I don't go. Okay. So that, that's, that's, that's critically, and he knows you're not going to go. Yeah. Okay. Knows. So the next step is to say to him, aren't you sick of living this way? Aren't you sick of running around? Trying to find something and never find it? Aren't you sick of trying to control this part of you that really wants something but can't get it and you're so pissed off all the time? Aren't you tired of feeling that way? My God, man. You've been doing this for your whole life. What are you going to do? You're going to be like this? You're going to be a grumpy old man that's never satisfied? I don't want to live with that. <laughs> but the thing is, I don't think you want to live with that. No, I, you know, now I don't live with it very much because he's always gone, but that's going to change real fast. Yeah, he can't be a pilot forever. When did they kick him out? 65? 
Yeah, and he's almost 65. Yes, yeah. And, yeah. and you said, and what are you going to do when you can't fly around the world and pick up women anymore? I have said that. Okay. All right. Does he ever come close to saying, yeah, I got a problem? When I first found out and confronted him, he said, I've got a problem. Okay. He went to some of the, you know, SLAA and SA, the anonymous 12-step groups, very briefly decided that that was not him. Wow. Went to a therapy. Of course, he blew smoke at the therapist and nothing really got mm -hmm. resolved. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 a long, long, long-standing pattern, isn't it, Helen? Yes, and his father was the same way, and I'm fearful that my son is the same way. Okay. Yep. Yep. So it's painful sometimes, and tiring, and exhausting to be in this and to stand back and watch it. It is. Yep. It is. Yeah, I feel for you. Not pleasant. All right, so. Has this been helpful, Ellen? Uh, yes. I, I think he's kind of a, maybe more of a type two, so I should apply those principles. I don't want to say no. I don't want to say no. Yeah, the consequences are real. But there's, you know, there's a huge amount of chasing involved, too, so you like that part. Yeah, it's a thrill. It's always a, a, a kind of like an adrenaline rush, huh? Yeah. It's like a drug. I, I really think it's an addiction. Yeah, that could, could very well be. Could very well be. Okay, yeah, focus on that. My, my suggestion is, is to all of you, if you can't identify truly the type of affair it is, pick out something and experiment with it. And you don't have to, you don't have to bang them over the head right away. You don't have to do anything dramatic. Start with baby steps. Do, do something small and see, see what kind of response you get. It'll be helpful for you. Because when you start small, then it's up to you to try and make distinctions in terms of what kind of response you're getting. And the finer the distinctions you can make, the more power you're going to have. So this is this is an ongoing process. Take some time. Um, pick out something and, and go with it for a while. And if you run into a huge brick wall, stop. Say, oh, didn't work. I'm going to try. I'm going to look at another type of affair. Try something else slowly and see what happens. Helen, does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yeah, and I had thought about that. I just, you know, since you were willing to talk to me, I was going to ask a question. You what? I said, since you were willing to talk to me, I was going to ask the question because it popped up into my mind real fast when I started reading. Exactly. That's wonderful. Good. Good. Pay attention. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you so much, Ellen. Appreciate your input. Uh, this is uh, the end of our half hour. Appreciate all of you being there and some of your questions. I missed a couple, I think. Again, if you want to past uh, recordings, go to the free introductory level. And if you want to really work on infidelity, learning more, of course, you have options to get other stuff. All right. All of you take care. Appreciate you very, 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 very much. And remember that this too shall pass. <laughs>